0: Welcome to church. traditional and our contemporary teams so that we can sing some of Rob's favorite hymns and songs together. So we're so excited to celebrate this. Let's start with a reading from Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits.
1: Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles.
2: For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the lord has compassion on those who fear him amen church i'm going to ask you to stand here in the room welcome for your online worship with us we're going to learn a new song gospel song that declares the faithfulness of the lord what he has done for us there's a song in our soul so lift up your voice as you learn it with us let's sing it together There's a song in my soul And I feel it staring in me This I know for sure That your love is like a flood And your mercy never ending I give my song to you and There's a joy in my soul and it rises like the morning this I know for sure that your grace is enough and your promise never breaking I give my soul to you all of your pests it's like a mess. I see for
3: you. You may take a seat. Good morning, church. Um, I want to welcome all of you to Wheaton Bible Church. Those of you that are here worshiping with us in pr- in, in person. Those of you worshiping with us online. I I, I gotta tell you that. I think that every Sunday we come to church is a good Sunday. But today is a great Sunday. Yeah, that's depressing. If you guys are going to clap, clap for real. Commit to it. Um, The reason why I say that this is a very special Sunday is because, as you know, today we are celebrating... The 27-year journey of our pastor, Rabu with WBC. So you chose a great Sunday to be here. See, as a church, we gather because as a community of faith, we do this, and this is important. We, we gather because we got to worship the Lord, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We gather because we want to be exposed to the Word of God and the transforming power of the gospel. But we also gather because we are a family. And as a family, we celebrate important things together, and today we get to celebrate the ministry life of Rob and Rhonda here in, in our church, and we're also celebrating, as I said already, the 27-year uh, journey of Rob here at WBC. We're celebrating his faithfulness, his sacrifice, his love, his service, and his commi- commitment to the church. So I want to welcome you. Again, I want to welcome all the Boo family and the Williams family for being here. So how about if we give them a round of applause? <laughs> and as we start this celebration, I want to invite you to pay attention to this video.
0: Rob is fearless in his commitment to the Gospel. He has a
4: resolved commitment to the Bible. He has a resolved commitment to trusting in God. He has a resolved commitment to Gospel centrality. He really is
0: courageous to communicate about the Gospel. From the very get-go he had an energy to to draw me into relationship with him, an energy to draw me into relationship with God. Rob brought us a new mission to love God to grow together and to reach the world locally, that led to our consideration to move to North Avenue and, and Morton Road. It takes a lot of trust in the Lord to say, hey, let's do this, let's
4: build this campus, let's make this impact. There was a moment when the church needed to drive a stake in the ground and say, we are gonna influence our community such that if we were to disappear, There would be like a sense of grief if Wheaton Bible Church vanished. And he led towards that with wisdom and commitment that had a long view, such that now, you know, Puente del Pueblo is the main social service organization, community-based organization in in West Chicago. You know, tapping into the long-term missional commitment of Wheaton Bible Church to express it locally, all of that was
0: representative of his leadership and ways that he carried the congregation into missional service. Of course, another big milestone was the church saying, we're going to support Rob in the loss of his wife. It was a very difficult journey for Rob to to lose his beloved wife, Carol. Rob suffered through that. But we all became closer to God through that journey. I think we've all seen and been blessed by how he moves through his own suffering, emotional and physical to uh, serve God.
1: To see how Rob has just stepped into his walk with Jesus and not away from it, and how he walks with more empathy, um, I think, with others and just can speak to suffering like few people can that will stick with me.
0: For me personally, a, a really big milestone was seeing Rob and Rhonda fall in love with each other to see God bring those two together who had both lost their spouse. That was a big milestone for, for Sandy and me personally, but I think it was also a big milestone for our church to see them join together to serve Christ. His uh, just fiercity to trust
4: in God, I think is what has made the congregation look to him for guidance.
1: As a church, what we respect most is his knowledge of the Word, but not just the knowledge, it's the way he knows it personally, how he meditates on Scripture, and it's clearly leading and guiding, convicting his own life, and therefore that infuses into his teaching and into our lives.
4: At Wheaton Bible Church, under Rob's preaching, you know that the sermon's going to land with the work of Jesus, the transformative work of Jesus Christ that comes back and redefines our identity through the lens of the Gospel, and that changes everything, right? So redefines who we are, redefines what we're carrying in our past, and redefines our future.
1: I've heard so many missionaries say how loved and cared for they felt and how Um, just encouraged they were in the Word through His teaching. When you're on the mission field, you don't often have access to really great teaching, and so to be poured into when you're so often pouring out is so important to really say, I'm with you in what you're doing and behind you.
0: He has great courage and great boldness to stand for the truth and put the sharing of the gospel number one always.
5: Good morning. For those that don't know me, my name is Ryan Boo, and I have the privilege of being Rob's son. Before I say a few things about my dad, I first wanted to thank the staff and the congregation of Wheaton Bible Church. One of the great blessings in my life has been to grow up in the community of Wheaton Bible. It's a large part of what has grown me, shaped me, and formed who I am today. Growing up in and around Wheaton Bible laid the foundation for my faith in Christ. It formed the way of you, the Lord, and the way of you, community. The way you welcomed our family from Memphis 27 years ago when I, was a, when I was a whole four weeks old is how I'd like to imagine that the early church drew it up. I have hundreds of memories of church friends being in our home, going on trips together, and doing life together. Thank you for the way that you've been friends, coaches, mentors to my family, not, not just to my dad, but to my mom, my siblings, my step family, and me. As my dad's time at the church has been winding down, I would imagine there has been great celebrations for all the things my dad is. I hope he's been able to hear what his teaching, what his leading, and mentoring has meant to people. While I'm sure those are greatly appreciated by him, part of me is worried about his head getting too big. (laughs) So while I could spend a few short minutes up here mentioning all the things my dad has done, how he's the best man at my wedding, how he's my hero, my mentor, my coach, I figured it may be better use of our time to touch on a few things my dad has not done. The first is that my dad never missed our sports games. The thousands of baseball games, basketball games, my sister's soccer games, softball games, cross-country meets, he never missed them. I'll give him a slight exemption when he somehow detached both of his retinas and couldn't leave the house. (laughs) But other than that, he seemed to bat a 1,000. Even when my sister Kyle took four minutes between softball pitches to pray. Or when Alyssa jogged and whistled her way down the court instead of hustling back on defense. He was there. Second, my dad has never made it through the first two drives of a Bears game without turning the TV off. (laughs) At least once in despair. Go pack, dad. Third, my dad has never missed a big moment or a small moment. The hundreds of birthdays between kids and grandkids, engagements, graduations, weddings, celebrations, family trips, or even the, week, even the mundane weeknight dinners, weekday lunches, breakfast at Egg Harbor with me and my dad. He is a present dad. Fourth, my dad never missed a chance to open the scriptures with me. I'll never forget going through Proverbs with my dad together every Thursday night when I was a junior in high school. I remember one Thursday night specifically where we didn't have school that Friday. My dad had expressed that he had no expectation of me missing going out with my friends that Thursday evening to stay at home and read Proverbs with him. I remember I got in my 2000 Gold Ford Taurus to head out and about 10 minutes down the road, I turned it around because I realized that I'd way rather go through the middle of Proverbs with my dad than go do whatever I was about to go do. Fifth, my dad has never and will never beat me in golf. Sixth, (laughs) my dad hasn't allowed a wealth of ski injuries to slow him down from whipping down black diamonds or backwards barefoot water skiing. Just this year we went out west skiing and he somehow separated his AC joint while trying to cut over on a mountain. When I told my friends and family back in Atlanta about this, they were shocked and concerned, rightfully so. When I told anyone from Wheaton Bible about this, they responded with something to the effect of, sounds about right. Or, he'll be back skiing again in no time. Last, my dad never stopped praying for Wheaton Bible Church. In the ups and downs of being a senior pastor, my dad has remained steady in his prayers for the hearts of those sitting in the seats in front of him. I always look forward to those stories after church, of this person and that person coming up and telling my dad how the Lord was working on their hearts through the ministry of WBC and seeing the joy that put on my dad's face. While I could list many more, I want to conclude with thanking the church for allowing my dad to be a present dad. Thanks for pushing him back towards the Lord, most importantly, and back towards us as a family. Thanks for allowing him flexibility to be at his kids' sporting events, to go on family vacations, to take time off and write a book and recharge, and to be home for dinner. My prayer is that this cadence continues as Hannibal continues to lead Wheaton Bible as the next senior pastor. We all can't wait to see what the Lord does through you, Hannibal. I'll finish with a quote that I think gives a good summary of who my dad is, and it's from C.S. Lewis. It says, already the new men are dotted here and there all over the earth. Some, as I've admitted, are still hardly recognizable, but others can be recognized. Every now and then, one meets them. Their voices are, their voices and faces are different from ours, stronger, quieter, happier, more radiant. They begin where most of us leave off. They are, I say, recognizable, but you must know what to look for. They will not be very like the idea of religious people, which you have formed from your general reading. You tend to think they are being ki- you are being kind to them when they are really being kind to you. They love you more than other men do, but they need you less. They will usually seem to have a lot of time, you'll wonder where it comes from. When you have recognized one of them, you will recognize the next one much more easily. Thank you.
2: And church, let's stand together again and sing some of Rob's favorite songs together again. Let's sing. seated.
5: Good morning. Uh, I'm Russ Mann, and it's my privilege to serve on the elder board here at Wheaton Bible Church. When asked about some of his favorite verses, uh, Rob said that this passage was one. In fact, he quoted it in his final message as our senior pastor last Sunday.
2: 2 Corinthians 318. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into
5: his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the
6: Spirit. Amen. Hello there, I'm John Burns. I'm the president of Greater Europe Mission, which uh, this church has had an incredible relationship with for a long, long time now. And because I'm from England, you can spot that in my weird accent already, that means that usually Americans believe everything I say is true. (laughs) And and you're gonna need to rely on that when I tell you that I used to be an athlete. Now, honestly, I used to be an athlete. Um, Now, I wasn't one of those sprinter types. I was a long distance guy. Run, forest, run kind of guy one mile to 13 miles, whether it was high school track events, or fell running in the mountains, or eventually adult long-distant competitions. And I'd always watch the less experienced guys go off too quick, and I'd kind of laugh because I knew I'd rein them in before the end. In 2014, I did a 1,000-mile bike ride um, to raise some money for a project in Brazil uh, over 10 days, and I cried, and I bled, and I laughed, and I collapsed, and I managed to get over the line. So I stand before you today as someone ready to celebrate a marathon man. As the writer of Hebrews tells us, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I have a really good friend who's one of these ultramarathon guys. You know, they do 100, 200 miles in a couple of days, like for fun. And uh, he's been teaching me this whole concept of watching your dashboard. You know that in your car, you've got your dashboard with the gas levels and the battery levels and everything else. And he's telling me that when you're an ultramarathon, you've got to create your own dashboard in your mind that's watching out for your energy and your hydration and your pace, the resistance versus cadence. And I remember him saying to me, John, you've got to make a dashboard for your life if you ever want to finish well. Imagine perhaps um, a sin dial or a, a pride meter, your Jesus levels, your marriage health your sensible work-life slider, dashboards to get you to the end, so that if we can get to the finish line, we can celebrate as Paul's charge to Timothy. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I've listened to Rob's uh, talks from the last few weeks, his letters to the church, and it feels very Paul-like as he gets ready for the finish of his race here. You know, it's sad, but in every generation we see Christian leaders fall, while other leaders make it to the end. Seems that these days it's getting more and more uh, prevalent as leaders fall. And I ask myself, why do Christian leaders seem to fall more than anybody else? And there's some reasons for it, I think. You know, one is, the devil is after Christian leaders. Because when they fall, they take a lot of people over the edge with them. And so temptation comes with it, money and sex and power, and as Rob taught me, they're the fin, and underneath that is the shark of pride. There's a weird kind of pressure in being a senior pastor. Sometimes you get some success, and that leads to feeling powerful, and power corrupts all but the very strongest, right? Or there's little success and an overwhelming sense of deep failure. It's very hard in this role to be vulnerable or to be honest and to share, which leads to isolation. And so it feels like every week we see another Christian leader fall, even sadly in this area. And the Lord weeps while the news and gossip seem to love it. But not today. Today. Today we celebrate, we celebrate a great man finishing, I did this in the first service, I should should be able to get through these lines by now, we celebrate a great man finishing his race really strongly. And we praise with Rob because we know if, if he was studying right now, he would say it's all about the Lord. Because he knows that really it was the Lord that carried him when he could hardly even stand let alone walk or run. It's the Lord that has provided for him and for you as a church, that's guided him and you, has protected you and rescued you. It's the Lord that we really celebrate today. But we do celebrate, Rob. We celebrate his faith and his faithfulness, his strength and his weakness even, his obedience and his courage. And if I may say so, we celebrate this church today as well. The triumph of this healthy transition is a rare thing. And so as a crowd of witnesses look on, can I say on behalf of the wider church, well done Wheaton Bible Church. It's fantastic the way that you as elders and staff and church members have given and supported and guided and worshipped here. And if I may say thank you for the overwhelming support for Greater Europe Mission and the many missionaries that this church has sent help us reach and transform Europe. Rob, you are a great man. You've taught me and so many of us so many things. From God's word, your clear and contagious passion. From your life, this glorious adventure that's occasionally laced with deep pain. From your ridiculous energy as I discovered on a ski day where Rhonda made me promise not to break him, which I understand is quite easily done. (laughs) And and actually, try as I must, I didn't really listen to Rhonda, try as I must, I couldn't get Rob off my shoulder. And I'm used to like one hour slow lunches with my wife. Rob gave me five minutes and he was out and I couldn't keep up with him all afternoon. From your wisdom, Rob, you're prayerfully well-read and you're a genuine lifelong learner from your humility that I've watched as we've pushed into cultural questions about reaching Europe and you've, you've led so well our board to realize that we need to listen to others. You've taught me to listen wisely, to search scripture hungrily, and to lead courageously. Now I want to tell you that Rob's not retiring today. He's not that old. Although I do have a story from two weeks ago where I was speaking at an event in, uh, in Los Angeles, and Rob was with me, he was doing the next night, down in San Diego. And i just told this crowd of people that Jem was founded 72 years ago in, in Wheaton. And uh, at the end of it, this lady came up and asked Rob if he was the founder. <laughs> yes, four years before I was born. <laughs> Rob's actually going to be joining Jem now. Well, he joined Jem 20 years ago when Chuck Steer handed over the reins of, of the board to Rob, and he's led it so well. But he's going to be joining us as like our lead ambassador, a chairman emeritus, if you will. And we're giving him a few jobs to do. He's going to look after some key relationships with senior pastors throughout the U.S. He's going to look after some major donors that keep investing so generously into our ministry. And he's going to front a new uh, mobilization project we have called 10-2 Legacy as we invite the over-50s to come and serve with us in Europe. We're going to keep him busy. Don't worry. And I know he's excited about it. And we're thrilled and honored to have you serve with us, brother, as we seek to transform Europe for Jesus, as we seek to reach out into Europe and multiply disciples and grow Christ church. We've had a really good few years these last few years in Gem and we're seeing God's blessing on us as more and more people join us and more and more partnerships get involved. And I, I actually received an email this morning telling me that 10 Germans became Christians on the streets of Frankfurt just yesterday through a ministry we were doing. Really exciting. So praise God. And today we celebrate and honor you, Rob. But if I may, we also celebrate you, Rhonda. You got to join Rob halfway through his race. And it's difficult, you know, stepping into a role like this at such a time, picking up the pace and working out what it means. And my wife would tell you that being a pastor's wife is the hardest job on the planet. So thank you for your perseverance and your wisdom and your energy and your care for people. Thank you, Rhonda. So we pause for a moment and allow this great lesson of faithfulness and perseverance and honorable character to inspire and maybe even infect us all a little today. That as we learn how to watch our dashboard to make it to the finish line of our race, that will let Rob's life and leadership be an example to us all. Thank you, Rob. And
1: church, there's much to celebrate today. Would you stand with us as we sing a story, a story that Rob told faithfully over and over, a story that we get to be a part of, and that is the gospel. Let's sing this together.
3: Good morning, familia. My name is Hannibal Rodriguez, one of the teaching pastors here, and I got to say that I have an accent too. (laughs) The difference, though, is that when John speaks, you automatically believe that what he says is true. When I speak, you say, What did he say? It is what it is. <laughs> Hebrews, uh, this is supposed to be a serious time. <laughs> Hebrews 13 verse 7 says this. Remember you leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. See, the author of the book of Hebrews knows that the church is not just shaped by the hearing of a good pastor preaching the word of God, but that the church is shaped and transformed by the character and the life of a pastor that preaches the word of God. Let me say that again. The church is not just shaped by a pastor that knows how to preach the word of God, But the church is shaped by a pastor that lives what the Word of God says. His character and life. This is the reason why the author of the the book of Hebrews calls us to remember. That means to keep in mind, to think about. It invites us to consider, to observe, to pay close attention, to think carefully about not just what the pastor says, but how the pastor lives, and to imitate his faith. Of course, this doesn't mean that a pastor is flawless or sinless or perfect. There's only one pastor like that, and his name is Jesus Christ, which is the head of the church. But it does mean that a pastor has a lot of responsibility. The pastor has the the, the responsibility of not just the proclamation of the gospel, but to allow and demonstrate the power of the gospel, to allow the gospel to affect him and to demonstrate the power of the gospel in his own life. And this is the reason why we are here today. And I have had the privilege to uh, be part of this church for 16 years. And I I have had the blessing to work uh, under Rob's leadership, not just for those 16 years, but work with him for the last 11 years. So I think that I'm entitled to say something today. I think that I can say that Rob is a pastor that is worth honoring, listening to and imitate. Amen. And as I was thinking about these two verses came to mind, two verses that I think that Rob has permission to not only read and believe but to um, adopt. The first one John already mentioned came from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, in which Paul says, The time for my departure is near. I had fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Rob, I think that that's your verse today. I think that for 27 years you have fought the good fight. You have fought the good fight by faithfully preaching God's word, by constantly praying for the congregation and the staff, by not quitting when things got complicated, by being for a forever learner, reader and implementer, by leaning, uh, leading the congregation on not only through major decisions but through difficult times, by being a man of vision and be willing to take risks and by being Willing to sacrifice yourself, even sometimes your reputation, for the sake of the church. And for that, we want to say thank you. Thank you. I also think, Rob, that you can say that you are finishing the race well. I am so grateful that I get to say that my pastor is finishing the race well. I think that as a church, we should be grateful that we have an example of a man that has loved his wife, his wives, and I hope you understand the concept, the, the context of that, <laughs> his wife and his wives and his family all these years. I think that as a church, we should be grateful that we get to say that our pastor continues to fight the, the sin in his heart and has not walked away from his call. I think that we have to be grateful and to say that our pastor never fell in love with fame or popularity or status. And for that, we want to say thank you, God. And I also think that you're allowed to say that you have kept the faith. You have showed us what it means to live by convictions, You have kept the faith. You have modeled what it means to be, uh, to trust in the sovereignty and goodness and faithfulness of God. You have modeled, Rob, what it means to believe the gospel and live according to the gospel. I believe, Rob, that you have modeled what it means to worship with the congregation, even though your singing is terrible. (laughs) I believe, Rob, that there are so many things that you have, and you have done, that is worth of admiration and imitation. Thanks for keeping the faith. Let's honor Rob. There was one more verse, uh, section in Scripture that came to mind. And this is something that Paul wrote in Acts chapter 20. And I was reading this this week, and I'm thinking, Rob can say the same thing that Paul said. This is what he said. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that will be helpful, helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I consider my, le- my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And you did, brother. Thank you so much. So there's a couple of things I want to say before I finish here. Number one is I want you to know that When I grow up, I want to be like you. (laughs) And the second thing is that you have shaped my life and my leadership in so many different ways. But there's one way in which I really want to imitate you. It is in your fashion choices. (laughs) So I want you to remember this and keep it in your heart. I convert it. <laughs> Let's pray for Rob. <laughs> Lord, we are grateful. Ah, Lord, that you've given us this beautiful blessing for 27 years. That you are giving me the blessing, Lord, to work around, uh, along with this amazing servant. A man, Lord, that he knows that has made mistakes and yet he has repented and continue to walk in faith. A man that has opened up his scripture time and time again. A man of prayer, Lord, that nobody knows this, but in the secret of, in the closet, in the secret of his closet, Lord, he prays uh, fervently for the church at all times. We thank you, Lord, for the, for the amazing blessing, Lord, that we get to be shaped by a man like that. And I pray, Lord, that as he steps into this new season in life. And I pray, Lord, that as they, as a couple, Rhonda and Rob, step into this new season in life, you may be with them. And that many other people get to see and taste that you are good because of the way they live. Please be with them. And please be with us. And we pray for all of this in the name of Jesus. And the church says...
7: Hi, I'm uh, John Walker. It's my honor to serve as uh, chairman of our elder board. Uh, At this point, I would like to invite all the currently serving elders and any elder who has served at any point in time at Wheaton Bible Church to come down to the foot of the uh, stairs to the platform if you would come forward at this time. And, Rob, if you could join me up here, please. Uh, Today, uh, we want to do two things. It's so good to see these guys. I love these guys. Um, We want to present a gift to Rob, and we want to pray for you, Rob. But first, I'd like to read a verse, uh, Zephaniah 3, 9, which reads, that I will purify the lips of the peoples that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. And Rob, I feel like over these years, we've had the opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord together and to work shoulder to shoulder. And it has indeed been a tremendous blessing. Now, some of you may know, others may not, that Rob has a particular love for the authors of the Puritan era in the 16th and 17th centuries. So as a church, we have uh, purchased for you, Rob, a gift. Three uh, volumes or sets of complete works of three Puritan authors. I have... Here, uh, one that we actually got, the complete works of John Bunyan, which is three uh, volumes. Now, these complete sets are not the easiest to get, but we have purchased all of them. They're not all here yet. Then we have also for you, Rob, uh, a six-volume set of the complete works of John Flavel, and a 12-volume set of the works of Thomas Goodwin. So that should keep you busy for a while. <laughs> I hope. And all those uh, authors were theologians, pastors, and leaders in the Puritan era. So at this point, Rob, if you would join the elders uh, at the on the foot of the stairs there, I will. And guys, if you can just surround Rob and put your hands upon him, pray for him and and join me as I lead us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you have accomplished in Rob's life and all that you've accomplished through his life. Thank you for his ministry over these 27 years at Wheaton Bible Church, and thank you for his leadership. We pray for him and Rhonda, and their future service to you. And we ask that you bless and watch over their entire family. Please guide us, Lord, through this transition as a church. And most of all, Lord, we pray that you will be glorified as we work together to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen.
8: No. no.
9: Wow. What do you say in a moment like this? There's so many things I would like to say and as I said last Sunday, Hannibal's given me about four minutes. (laughs) So I'll take just a little longer and he knows that and actually he gave me a little longer, he gave me two hours so it's good. (laughs) Yeah, it was last Sunday that I concluded my final series here at Wheaton Bible Church, the four, uh, my four deepest wishes for you a, as a church. And so today I just want to uh, share a, a, a couple thoughts, a couple things that God has been stirring in my heart to, to say now as, um, you know, my ministry winds up. So many stories I would like to tell, so many uh, events, so many of you and different situations, different things I've seen the Holy Spirit do, different miracles, different um, uh, opportunities, transformation, and on and on. And the last couple of weeks, the stories you have shared with me about how God has ministered in your life and coming to Christ and growing in Christ, all of this has been overwhelming. And so the first thing I want to say is words cannot express how much I love you. I simply can't put into language, any language, how much um, you mean to me. I am a totally different person. I am a better person. I am a a more rigorous follower of Jesus Christ because of your input into my life, the way you've loved me, comforted me, encouraged me, uh, rebuked me when that was appropriate. All of that God the Holy Spirit has used to uh, uh, form me, and I want to say in and all and through it all and the ups and downs of what I've been through in life, you have been there for me, you have loved me, you have prayed and prayed and prayed for me and I can't tell you how much I love you in return. It's been said a pastor makes a church, but it's also equally true that the church makes a pastor, and boy, have you uh, made me. And, you know, we live in a day and age where even followers of Christ sit in judgment on the church, rationalize why it's okay not to be a part of a church, not to engage. And I'm talking about the local church. I'm not talking about this blob amorphous universal church, which is real. I'm talking about a local commandment to the local body of Christ where you are immersed in that uh, love relationship that I have uh, so enjoyed. And so I want to say, uh, while we've got different winds blowing, different currents uh, f- uh, coming and, and going, after 42 years of ministry, I am more in love with the local church than ever before. And I am a churchman. And I believe that is biblical. I believe the New Testament makes that uh, uh, clear as day. And um, I want to say to you, Hannibal, and we've had so much fun together, and we have laughed so much together. Rhonda and I can't wait to sit under your teaching. Uh, To be a part of your ministry, to continue to pray for you, to see how God's uh, going to use you to lead this wonderful church, and you are going to be awesome. You're going to be awesome, brother. Love you. And um, having expressed my affection uh, in in words that can't carry the, the weight of this moment, I feel. I also want to secondly uh, say thank you to the elders, the guys that were just up here, and to our marvelous staff here at Wheaton Bible Church. Uh, uh, the people, in other words, that I've worked uh, uh, the most closely with. And I want you to know, and um, some of you know this, but this is largely a behind-the-scenes behind the uh, Um, uh, reality that for 27 years our elders and our staff have worked together in harmony. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't moments of disagreement or debate as we're discussing strategy or value or vision or uh, different uh, shepherding issues in the, the church. But I want you to know when we come out of our, our conversations, when we come out of our, our, our meetings, man, we stand shoulder to shoulder. And that has been true for 27 years. And that is such a blessing uh, such an, an expression of, of God's grace, and this morning, um, as I say thank you, there's four people I want to especially thank you, and I want to start with you, Chuck. Chuck Steer, where are you? Stand up, brother. Yeah, Chuck, you have meant the world to me. Uh, You have mentored me, you have led me, uh, you have shaped me um, uh, more uh, than almost any other uh, man in my life, and you know how much I love you. Thank you, brother. I also, John Walker, I want you to stand. John is the current chair. John and I have had a marvelous relationship. You are an awesome guy. Thank you, John. Um, Now... um, my life is chaotic. Um, I have my fingers in uh, several different uh, currents, and the only reason I have been able to live with some sanity is because of my executive assistant, Donna Stone. Donna, would you please stand? You have been tremendous, just tremendous. Uh, Rhonda's expressed this uh, multiple times. My adult kids have talked about this. Even Kelly, where are you, Kelly, last night, raised this um, at the uh, dinner table. And there is a deep concern in my family about how I'm going to do life and ministry without Donna. (laughs) You know, are you going to remember? Are you going to think about this? Um, And then finally, Rhonda, will you stand? I love you. And you have been an amazing (laughs) wife. And you have just been super. And we have had so much fun together. And Rhonda has been at the church seven or eight years longer than I have. Her family was here before our family was. And there are very few people that love the local body of Jesus Christ here at Wheaton Bible Church like you do. Thank you. Kids, stand up. I want my kids and grandkids to stand up. You guys have been amazing. We have so much fun together. Thank you guys, thank you, love you. And Ryan, you really did a great job. Man, a great job uh, uh, today. And so um, I wanna wrap it up this way because I've asked myself this question over the last couple of weeks, how should I be thinking about what's happening? Uh, what should I be feeling as I um, wrap up uh, my ministry here and look forward uh, to working under John's leadership with Greater Europe Mission, um, what should be going on um, in terms of my affections, in terms of my heart? And I have um, recently uh, been reading through the Gospel of Luke. And in Luke chapter 17, uh, there is a a verse that when I read it, I, I said, aha, that's it. And it was the Spirit that was opening my eyes, as the Spirit regularly does when we come to God's Word. So I want to read to you this verse, but I want you to know the context is Jesus is speaking exclusively to his disciples about what it means to be a servant, what it means to be a leader, and how a leader is really a servant, the one that goes first, the one that dies first, the one that uh, seeks uh, the, the best of other people. And so Jesus says this when he's discussing this as he wraps this brief section up. He says, so you also, disciples, when you have done everything you were told to do, uh, you should say, and here it is, we are unworthy servants and we have done our duty. I'm an unworthy servant. And by God's grace, I have done my duty. There was a song by Casting Crowns that I've been listening to lately called Nobody. And I I love the refrain in there. um, I'm a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. As the Lord put it, what does it mean to be a servant? It means, um, what does it mean to lead? It means you are able to say, I am unworthy. And then at the end, I have done the duty. I've done what God has called me to do. And so thank you, brothers and sisters. It's been a great ride. Love you.
3: service you go into the world and show people that jesus is real if you want to hug and you want to give a kiss or something to wrap around that they're gonna be in the atrium right after the service church thanks for being with us we love you have a blessed day you are sent